0: Want to ring the bell?
1: All right. Ding, ding.
0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies. I am Garrett. I am Carson. And we're here to talk Guardians 3 today. Volume 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, probably the most anticipated Marvel movie for me in quite some time. The other ones have just been like, you know, eh, whatever. Another MCU movie. I'll, I'll go see it to keep the train rolling. But, um, you yeah, know, I think we might have talked about this in our last Marvel discussion. Um, outside of this. Uh, don't really have a whole lot that I'm looking forward to just yet in MCU, so at least for this one, I, I was coming in with a bit of hope and hype. Now, I know hindsight uh, might skew this, but were you more excited for Guardians 3 or Thor Love and Thunder before it came out? Uh, I'd probably always go Guardians, just because, I mean, even if you're looking at Thor 1, 2, and 3, I mean, I like Ragnarok a lot, but... Guardians one is my favorite MCU movie. Yeah. And I think it's uh, I easily ask, the best. Is, it, is, is so... that still your, your, yeah. your top? Yep. Right. And okay. guardians two, you know, I, I've grown to like parts of it a lot more. Um, it, it's still substantially worse than guardians one. Um, but I was hoping for a rebound, you know, guardians two, you know, maybe they just didn't know what to do, where to go. They had to kind of keep the MCU ball rolling. Um, was was two or three when James Gunn left and came back? Was it after? It was after two. It was after two. Okay. Um. So, you know, I don't know. M- middle parts are always kind of hard in trilogies, right? Um. And then I felt like they were coming into this one, um, being very vocal about, you know, who was going to be done here and where this thing was going to go. And James Gunn, this is his end of his story. I'm not. I don't think I'm saying anything that's not very publicly known, you know, James Gunn was saying this is going to wrap up his take on Guardians. Um, so th- you knew there would be some finality to it. So I think there's all those things kind of led into um, this being, you know, one of my most anticipated MCU movies just because it's it's Guardians. Yeah, and I'm glad he got to
1: finish. I know he's taking on the reins of all the the DC disaster that is over there and hopefully turning turning that ship, but and there are a lot of uh, the actors in this that refused to do it without james gunn yeah so i'm glad that they worked all that out and he got to finish kind of his his vision
0: yeah i'm always in favor of that i mean look i'm not sure exactly what i think about james gunn just yet um (laughs) i don't think i've seen slither i've seen super but it's been a long time ago so really if you're looking at Guardians 1, 2, and 3, and The Suicide Squad. I mean, Guardians 1 was a blast. Um, great movie. Uh, hits all the right things. Um, really well done. But Guardians 2, eh. The Suicide Squad, it was fine. I think I remember thinking like maybe like 3 ish And then also it's sort of like, okay, well, you just did the DC version of The Guardians. So like what, what right. are you really bringing to the table? So I, I feel like the jury's still out for me on James Gunn, but I agree with you that um it's nice to let the director finish off that trilogy yeah Now i'm i'm not a
1: believer in james gunn i think guardians 2 really solidified that in my mind and maybe i'm just trying to make that work uh because suicide squad um didn't do anything you know for me that was yeah it wasn't beyond. bad. It, it was. It wasn't bad. You know. It wasn't wasn't great. It's was just kind of again it was some more of the same with some right some weird weird stuff thrown in that um um it just takes me out of the movie. Uh, it's like kind of like the the why, but it just that's his stamp. And, he, mm-hmm. and you're always going to have some some James Gunny stuff mm-hmm. in the movies, and sort of like uh uh Sam Raimi. There's going to be some Sam Raimi stuff in there that mm-hmm. I just can't help but avoid you know, like, like, of course that's going to be in there.
0: Right. And, and, and in my, my brain, I just can't get, get through those. Well, uh, and and that's and it doesn't personal help.
1: Problem I'm sure.
0: <laughs> well, it doesn't help if you're doing, you know, your last four movies are essentially the same thing, you know, three right. guardians and a suicide squad. So <laughs> uh, I will be very interested to see because he's writing and directing the new Superman, which is wildly different than the last four attempts he's had at writing and directing movies. I mean, you're going from a ragtag group with needle drops and, and jokes and crass and cussing and, you know, whatever to the greatest superhero of all time, the greatest icon in the superhero world of all time, truth, justice in the American way, blah, blah, blah. And that so far that is not James Gunn. No. And he says, it's going to be
1: true to the character. So I don't think Superman's going to be cracking jokes, you know, left or right. Um, But, I don't think he can help himself at the same time. I think he'll get in there and he'll <laughs> <laughs> he'll want to yeah. do something.
0: I mean, you know, we're about to find out. I, I don't know. He, he's really going to have to step outside of his comfort zone. So I, I think this will go a long way. Well, it's going to go a long way to establishing James Gunn as a writer and director. It's going to go a very long way to setting the tone for DC. I mean, right. you come yeah. out of the gate and you're leading with the big guy on your whole new approach to everything. And you've already said, I know we're getting way off track on guardians, but you've already said that, you know, all these other things that are going on in DC that are working right now are all in the elseworld stuff. So the Batman, the the Joker, the sequel to the Joker, um, you know, the black Superman project, those are all elseworlds world's things. So if, if those are good (laughs) and then your, your tent pole is not so good, you you're upside down in this right away.
1: Yeah. And by elseworld, it's, it's a completely different, Track and they have no connection at all to to right. this line, and so yep. um, they are separate. They are treated as separate. That Batman does not exist in his world, um, and those are good movies. Those are are doing fine on their own, and they're going to continue that. Um, yep. And this is something completely different. So yep.
0: without Henry Cavill, <laughs> right? So, so, so back to this. Um, you know, it, it's it's it was very interesting going into it that. There's this, um, I, I guess I would say that like I haven't felt this way going into a Marvel movie since Infinity War and Endgame, uh, meaning there's like a, a an ominous cloud over the movie, right? I think you go into every Marvel movie, it, I mean, basically in this whole last phase, because aside from Spider Man, like you don't really know where things are at, where they stand, right? You you don't know is this movie gonna make the universe bigger is it introducing a new bad guy where are we at and whatever phase we're in i felt like it was very clear like i just mentioned a bit ago that james gunn was like whatever's going on this is the end of my story this is the end of this chapter of guardians so i felt like for the first time in a long time there was a little bit of stakes in the game right like something might happen here and i thought i found that very intriguing because you and i have talked about this over the years that so often you go into marvel movies and you're just like well whatever like you know, we see good guys and bad guys fight each other. Yeah, the bad guy might die. Zero chance that the good guys die. But in this one, I felt like there was a little bit of mystique around that. That okay, something might happen here. Yeah, that this is the
1: this is the end for this group. So yeah. how is the group going to get disassembled? It's kind of what your that that feel is, and and I felt like Marvel as a whole was saying, okay, Guardians are pretty much done. Mm-hmm. Do what you want. Kind of, kind of, kind of gave you a free, free pass. You know, the, uh, I think Gamora and Drax both said they were done before mm-hmm. this ever, ever came out. You know, right. that's that's in their interviews. Like, okay, I'm done with this character. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, okay, are they, are they gonna die? You know, what's gonna right. happen with them? You know, are we just gonna have mass carnage across the board? Like, who yep. who knows?
0: Who knows? Well, and so, clearly from the trailers, they were also tugging at the Rocket heartstrings as well. Mm-hmm. Right, like you you knew coming in, even if you just saw one trailer, that this was gonna be at least. Somewhat rocket centric. Um, and then in the teaser, you know, they're, they're, or the trailer, they're teasing other things too. Like there's the image of Nebula walking out holding Peter Quill, right? Which any smart person's going to look at that and be like, well, he's not going to die in that scene because they're not <laughs> pretty mad. Nice. But I mean, still, they were, um, they weren't shy about, saying where this was headed that this was the end in some capacity so i like that all led to me feeling like okay maybe there's stakes here that that don't normally exist
1: well i'm very proud of myself for this one and the upcoming flash of i've only seen the teaser trailer i have not seen the full on trailer and i've avoided trailer 1 and 2 so i've only saw the teaser i knew i was going to see it anyway yeah um and so i i actively avoided those so i never even saw nebula carry peter quill Oh and god, so that, that, I, don't,
0: I don't know how you avoided that just from TV commercials. Like, not even trailer; like they've just been showing that. Uh, like, you'll be watching an NBA game or whatever on TV, and like, there is the thirty-second spot for the Guardians movie, and like, that's the that's no, one of the lead images. No, I made it a point to
1: either change the channel or avert avert my eyes. Yeah, um, like that's like
0: actively did for the, for this movie He's like I I, th- I just want to talked in about without... this before, but w- we need to invent some kind of like program or AI that you can go through and say, like, like one-stop shop, whether it's social media, whether it's articles, whether it's TV commercials, like, I, I want things to, like, be deleted, like, um, Black Mirror from my reality. So, like, if I'm sitting in the movie theater and the trailer pops up for something that I, I care about, like, let's say I don't want to see any more Oppenheimer trailers. Like, everybody else around me can watch it, but, like, through my eyes, it's just something else or it's a black screen or something i just i don't it's too hard it's so impossible to avoid everything these days well i think if you like listen i'm already i've already bought my ticket i
1: don't i don't need to see any more of it right you know uh, i'm sure if you try to opt out of all commercials you know they have a problem with that <laughs> right. but sure. i think you i think you should hey listen I've, I've i've purchased my guardians ticket i'm going to see this already yeah. you already right. have my money you know
0: stop showing me stuff from the, from the movie yeah. It's so hard to avoid though, but I, I I think I've only I think I only saw one trailer of Guardians and one trailer of Flash, but they're more than just like the teasers; they're like the first official trailer. So other than that, I usually try and zone out.
1: Yeah, I definitely see some articles on Flash of oh these cameos because you've seen him from the like I don't want to know who's who's gonna right. cameo like but quit one
0: ruining that for me. Yeah, it, it's bad. Okay, um, so let me just go ahead and give the blurb and run through the normal stuff, even though I, I don't know how much we need it. But here we go. Uh, Peter Quill, still reeling from the loss of Gamora, must rally his team around him to defend the universe along with protecting one of their own. A mission that, if not completed successfully, could quite possibly lead to the end of the Guardians as we know them. Directed by James Gunn, which we already talked about, he did Guardians 1 and 2 and The Suicide Squad. Cast, Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, Bradley Cooper, Dave Bautista, Karen Gillan, Palm Clementi, Vin Diesel, Sean Gunn. Chukwudi Woody Iwoji Will Poulter Maria Bakalova Elizabeth Debicki Sylvester Stallone covers it's a big everybody. Big cast. It is lots of people in this one.
1: Yep. Uh, typically in Marvel movies, you let me take the lead, but mm-hmm. Guardians is your is your baby, <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it to you to start this.
0: Um, okay. I I guess overall thoughts and spoiler free. Um, I felt like. First off, I enjoyed it. I thought they did a really good job. Um, it's not quite to Guardians One levels for me, but like that's really hard to do. Sequels that surpass some of the originals are just are tough. Um, so I'm not going to hold that against them. But it's definitely better than Guardians Two. I have zero doubt in my mind about that. Um, I thought they did all the characters justice. I thought that they gave all of the guardians some good closure in a variety of different ways. Um, probably one of the more emotional MCU movies that I can think of. Um, for sure. Off the top of my head, you know, me and my family were talking about it afterwards. Um, the closest thing in my mind, because honestly, like I didn't really feel like infinity wars and Endgame were overly emotional. Like for some reason, you know, the Tony Stark death just didn't quite hit me. I guess maybe I was expecting something or other. So, you know, it's whatever, um the closest i can compare it to would be um uh Spider-Man: Aunt May um in recent years like that, right. that was all the only one of the only times in an MCU movie i've been like ooh getting a little like the, the throat's burning a little bit we're going to choke this mm-hmm. one back mm-hmm. um so they definitely brought the emotional A game so the writing here i think is really really good um mainly around the Guardians i have some issues with things outside of the Guardians You know, and when I say that, I mean like when we're focused on the characters and what their interactions are and their story. I I think they did a really good job. I think there's some ancillary stuff that that um, maybe could have been improved upon. But um, I also wanted to say that uh, the effects here, um, top notch. Uh, Marvel's been getting crapped on a lot lately, and I think rightfully so for their bad special effects. I only have one minor scene in this movie that I thought was pretty poor special effects. Um, and I've seen it twice now and it, it stood out to me both times. Other than that, um, you know, Mania was dark, ugly. I, I didn't like it visually. Nothing about it really appealed to me. And this was bright, vibrant, um, spacey, you know, so good, good on the special effects there too. So I think a lot of the complaints that people have been having, scope getting too big, effects sucking, um, not caring about the characters. I think those all fell by the wayside in this movie and I think Marvel kind of refound its footing. The problem is like what you just mentioned though, is this thing's pretty self-contained. Um So it's mm-hmm. not like it's, it's not like it's success or what it's good at is really, uh, shifting the course of the MCU as a whole. So that, that's a problem for Marvel, not for guardians or James Gunn.
1: Well, I, I agree with you. This is definitely one of the more emotional movies, uh, and it got me at many different times in the movie. I just felt like I had a, a lump in my throat often, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Spider-Man did that also. Uh, I think the no way home, I think mm-hmm. that was the last, last one. I think that did the best. Yeah. And it, it, I feel like you need to have three movies to know the relationships with these people to, for that all to work. Mm-hmm. I think it's very hard to do, um, uh, you know, to get that emotional pull from one movie, you know, guardians one did have some of those, you know, because they relate, you know, mom with cancer who, you know, who, who can't relate to, to that sort of thing of, you know, mother, Mm -hmm. family and, and things like that. Um, but I think it definitely benefit from us knowing these characters over the course of five movies, however long they've they've been together. Um, and so, I mean, and my only on
0: counter, it. my only counterpoint to that would be that that seems like a very Marvel specific problem and caused by the Marvel formula, because there are plenty of other movies in existence that only get one movie in a two-hour runtime and can make you feel all sorts of emotions um, and get lumps in your throat. And sure. Do all that. So, I think, I think to say that it takes three movies to do that is a very MCU thing, not a normal movie thing. Well, to have
1: this many characters. And to have the relationships. Yes, you can do it in a movie, but I felt like this started from the jump of different emotional pieces in it. It wasn't just, oh, at the end I've now I now feel for these characters. Like we mm-hmm. I feel like they did it throughout the whole movie. And I've only seen it the once, but I felt like it was almost the entire time that you felt something mm-hmm. uh for them. Definitely didn't get that at all in Guardians two. I don't think there was any of that.
0: Um, I would disagree um from the Peter Yondu Rocket aspect. I think that hit pretty well. Um, okay, a little bit of Yondu, yeah, but not not to this level. I no, think. like the the stuff with um, Star Lord and uh, Ego. Uh, right, I mean that that didn't really work. But the stuff with I think. Um, Kind of how that related to the father figure relationship with Yondu and Peter Quill. I think that paid off in the end pretty well. But I agree with you that you know this one had it for the majority of the runtime. Guardians Two maybe had it for like the last quarter.
1: Yeah, so I, I definitely think
0: they they took advantage of you knowing
1: the characters. So mm-hmm. um, the High Evolutionary, I I, I think they did him okay i don't think he's a memorable villain i don't think they really did anything to make him stand out i think it was just a a way to tell rocket's Mm -hmm. uh backstory Mm -hmm. um i think it it was more about the relationships between the the team and he Mm -hmm. was just kind of also there yeah and that's so you're not going to get a a awesome bad guy mark for for me on on this one
0: no i I thought the guy acted really well though i mean he was sure. I, I will say he was over the top, but it worked um so I liked him. I liked the character, but yeah i mean forgettable i mean that that's an m c u staple the forgettable villain you know you you exist for one movie um and that's it so like yeah and and i I totally agree that. I, I don't know how they would have written this movie with a rocket backstory the way that they did without it being the high evolutionary. So it it just sort of it seems like a good fit for the story they were trying to tell, but yeah, you're not gonna really, you know, remember much about this guy.
1: which is I mean, he's not a totally interesting character in uh um the comic books, but he always is there. Mm-hmm. And so it's kinda like he has his hands in a in a bunch of stuff. Um they didn't do that at all. Uh, other than, than Rocket and they kind of it's just a weird uh a weird way that they evolved his character over mm-hmm. the course of of I guess Rocket's life. Uh and so that that was interesting I and mean, we can talk about more of that mm-hmm. in, in spoilers but it just seems um uh, they definitely made him smaller than um he is in the in the books which is fine because I don't think they had any plans to to use him you know, beyond beyond this movie, but right. Uh, I, I
0: think he he was fine, but forgettable. Sure, yeah. A typical Marvel, though. I mean, that's yeah. what they're going to do, unless it's a huge bad that they're setting up, like a King or a Thanos, or you know, u- utilizing Loki. That they, they just set him up and knock him down is all they are, which is unfortunate. <laughs> well, sure, yeah, it is. I mean, you know, would it have been better to have some aspects of the High Evolutionary in two? Uh, maybe. Um but they, they clearly wanted to go the ego route and I'm not sure how that would have how that would have fit in. Um I have some thoughts on maybe how it could have slightly. Um sure. but yeah, I agreed.
1: Well, I this is one of the best the best ones for sure since uh since Spider Man No Way Home. Um that's an easy statement to make. Mm-hmm. Uh there are those that put it above that, so they take it all the way back to, to end game. Um, but I'm, I definitely think people would enjoy it. Um, it's a, uh, it's a win in my category. I do think, like you said, that the effects weren't, weren't terrible, noticeably terrible. Like we've Mm -hmm. seen, um, the story was, was good. That was well acted. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have many, many complaints beyond, um,
0: obviously the bad guy. (laughs) so where do you think this is at in your mcu ranking
1: Uh, i think it's below no way home um definitely above guardians 2 um i mean shoot there's what 35 movies that were yeah but
0: i mean if we're if we're being uh, at least if i'm being true to myself there's i don't have a lot of like four star marvel movies um, so it, it's a pretty easy delineation for me where so, the lines okay.
1: get drawn. Well, so I'm, I'm looking at it and again, only seeing the ones you said it holds up, mm-hmm. uh, very well in the second watch. Uh, I, I wondered about that cause I, I'm trying to figure are there any cool scenes. Um, and I think the cool scenes that I have in my head, uh, are cool in idea, but not necessarily cool in execution. And I have a couple of those that we'll talk about in the spoiler. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not like I, I'm waiting for that. And so it was, it's more about the relationships between the people. And that's a different mindset than I have on most of the other Marvel movies is that they don't have that sort of connection. Uh, so while you're just watching it, you're just rewatching it for a different reason, I think. Because um, I kind of think the sub-background plot is is kind of boring. Um, and so that's not the draw. It's It's, again, that emotional... Piece mm-hmm. of it, so that that that's kind of the hard hard way to rank. I don't know where I have no way home, so I'm trying to think of I'm trying to do, <laughs> do this on the fly. Uh, so I'll let you answer first, uh, but I th- think I'm going to disagree because we generally you like to put Spider Man
0: towards the bottom of most of your lists. Um, no, I mean like I actually forgot that I don't even have um no way home on my list, but I had Homecoming as well. If we're talking MCU only, it's it was it's eight for me. Um, but. I mean glancing at my list, I, right now I I don't have No Way Home on here, but I have Guardians 1, Winter Soldier 2, Infinity War 3, Civil War 4, and Endgame 5. And a, yeah, did, I I it say didn't crack top... my it didn't crack my top 5, so keep going. Okay. Uh so then I had Avengers Ragnarok and Homecoming. So that's that's my top 8. Um I definitely think it's above Endgame for me. So that already would put it in one, two, three, four, the fifth or sixth spot, depending on where I have No Way Home. I think it's better than No Way Home. So it's probably in the top five for me. I just got to figure out where it sits and all that. Uh, After that list, uh, it's probably top 10, but just towards the bottom of top
1: 10 after hearing hearing those.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I like this better than Shang-Chi. I like it better than Iron Man. I like it better than Black Panther. Those are kind of my next three. After the ones I rattled off. So, I think yeah. I think it's probably around the top five, give or take a spot or two um, for me. But again, like I said, I, yeah. I also don't, like, Guardians 1 for me is the best. And then those next ones just start to kind of, like, I think, depending on what day I watch them, meaning, like, Winter Soldier, Civil War, those kind of, like, maybe one takes priority over the other depending on how i feel that day so there's they're pretty fluid but guardians isn't moving off the top spot <laughs> it's it's there it's firm yeah yeah
1: um, yeah. um and i, and so I kind of you... figured you'd you'd feel that way i mean it's not totally dissimilar from the first guardians movie and right. that's and you know they have the the music piece that they try to uh yeah i can't decide because other movies have also tried to do this you know oh yeah work moot songs into it it's like okay this is played out
0: at the same time this is their thing right yeah you you can't knock guardians for doing it because they're (laughs) i mean i don't want to say they originated it but they certainly in recent years like popularized it right like and it's not just pop songs or whatever it's it's nostalgic songs that fit in and you know needle drops that timed right so yeah it's definitely their thing so i'll never knock guardians for doing now when he keeps doing it over in the suicide squad or if he does it in superman i'm gonna be like okay knock it off like you know you're you're running that one down so yeah i I think i said it but i'll just make it clear i i gave it four four stars um second time i've seen it uh definitely closer to a four and a half than a three and a half for me um but four feels right what's funny is your four stars on a marvel movie is very high
1: and and my four stars for a marvel movie is mid mid to almost bottom of, <laughs> yeah, of the no pack. I, I did give it a four because um, I, I did enjoy it. It's a, it is a good movie and one of the better ones definitely that we've seen in this phase, if not the best. So sure. um, so that's that's higher praise. And, and I was worried coming in. I had the the expectations of gosh, am I rating it based on this phase or am I rating on what I hope Guardians could be? So are my expectations low because all these Marvel movies have sucked lately or is it hey it's a guardians movie it should be good and i so, think though uh,
0: that i i think to our point though i mean guardians 2 had to have had you feeling somewhat reserved about that and then yeah. combine that with how mcu's been doing lately i i think there was a little bit more on my part probably trepidation than um belief that it would be good if that makes sense yeah, but I can't
1: turn it off. I, I try. You know, you can use the logical arguments all you want, but I want every Marvel
0: Marvel movie to be just freaking. Well, sure, awesome I want every know. movie I walk into oh, a yeah. the theater yeah. to be good. But there's something to be said when this is all this whole big ocean liner is being steered by a couple of people at the top, and it, you know, you have to take that into account when you're looking at the direction this thing is going. Like, you can't. Yes, and again, this goes back to my point. Like, in isolation, I think this movie works really well but it's not moving the ship. It, right. We'll talk about yeah. it here in a minute, but in no way does this change the trajectory of the phase that we're in right now. This is an isolated Guardians movie that does its thing well, and you can walk away feeling great about the Guardians. Whatever questions you had about the MCU coming into it, those questions are still there at the end of it. So it's, can call it a Marvel Worlds movie, right? Like, it's just, <laughs> it's it's kind of out there on its own. Yeah, and there's definitely nothing that will, yeah, you're right, that will translate over. I mean so th- doesn't it doesn't mean they can't like in hindsight, right? There's nothing to say like, "Oh, we can't bring nowhere back in and, like fine, but like that's all retroactive. There's nothing here actively pushing. It'd be something else reaching back and pulling." Agreed. Agreed. So, yep, I'm at a
1: 4. You're at a 4. Okay. Yep. Let's get to, let's get to some spoilers. Let's do it.
0: This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. Okay, where do you want to start on spoilers? Now what you lead? Um, I don't know. The one thing I can remember saying off the top of my head that I wanted to get to, for some reason this is sticking out, but I complimented the special effects. However, um, there is a scene very early on where Drax is fighting Adam Warlock and like a ray gun goes off and something does not look right in that scene. I like Drax's face looks totally CGI'd and maybe it's not, but it, it, it stuck out to me twice. Like, Oh, and it's funny because they actually, they show it and they cut away and they come back to it. And both times when I was watching the movie, I was like, oh, that didn't look good, but they're going to cut back to us. Let me see this again. Oh yeah. Still doesn't look good. But I mean, we're talking like a five second clip, but that was just one of the things that, that stood out to me. But literally, besides that, I thought all the special effects were very good. I never found myself going, oh, that looks cheesy, that looks corny, that doesn't look believable. It felt like kind of a return to form of old school you know, CGI from Marvel that wasn't rushed, wasn't hastily done, wasn't ugly, cheap. How do you feel about the, the three
1: tentacle monsters? Are you giving them a break because you've seen them look yeah. that same way in the – in the second one,
0: yeah, I mean, but it still wasn't bad to me. It's like, okay, those are those are what they are. Like, I didn't think it was horrible CGI. Like, didn't wasn't glaring to me. So it's just like, I mean, that's fine.
1: It's one thing to have them look. It's it's always the problem is when they interact with with humans. Mm-hmm. And so it's when they're writing them or when they're sliding down their face like that. That's when they they look the worst. <laughs> and usually, yeah. like like the one of the worst scenes in any movie with a tentacle monster is when they get grabbed and they're right. picked up. Like that's always. That's always the worst. Uh, they didn't do that here. They just showed them writing
0: them, you know. that's yeah. and and that's what I just beat my head against the wall. Um, <laughs> so I, I I do want that's a huge nitpick, and I hate to lead with that. So let me let me go back and lead with something else that's a little bit more meaty. Um, and it's one of the areas where I think that I don't think it's overly critical to this story, but it feels like a chunk left out, and it bothers me because of where the movie where the guardians are going after this. And that is Adam Warlock in guardians two is a credit scene. Correct. Mm-hmm. And it's not, he's not shown. He's the cocoon, cocoon. is shown and is yeah. referred to. Then he just blasts in to start the movie. And I'm like, okay, fine. Like I'm smart enough to know, like, this is who this is just from general knowledge or whatever. But I also haven't read enough comics to know anything about Adam Warlock. And I, I leave this movie with the exact same knowledge of Adam Warlock that I did walking into it. And it doesn't necessarily need to be there for the movie to work. He's just this thing, but I'm also like all those questions that we've talked about throughout this podcast. What's his power scale? Who is he? Is he stronger than Drax? Is he not stronger than Drax? Can he beat up Nebula? Can he not? Why can Quill just shoot at him no problem and stuff? And then uh I'm going to jump way spoilery, but he's a guardian now at the end of the movies and I'm like I wish I just knew more about this because i have no I have no understanding of this person and in you're and you're giving me these people you're switching me from the guardians who I have known now for three movies to your point to like now I've got a handful of new guardians and like four of them I know nothing about and at least one of them Adam Warlock, I should have had like a significant amount of knowledge about it, considering kind of the pivotal moments he's in in this movie.
1: Yeah, so, so if you're if you're looking for guidance from the comics, Adam Warlock missed his boat because he's big in Infinity War against Thanos. Like that's his his deal. His one of the things that he was part of was the Infinity Watch, where he had that the diamond in his mm-hmm. in his forehead
0: that's supposed to be the Soul Stone. So they didn't even talk about it in this. So but well, the Soul Stone's okay. gone. You know? I'm and glad so, you said that because that's the obvious connection everybody's going to make. I mean, I looked at it and was like, well, that reminds me of Vision with the the Mind Stone, but yeah. like nobody's talking about this and I don't know, and all the Infinity Stones are destroyed. So like, what is that?
1: Yeah, Vision in the comics does not have the Mind Stone in his head, you know. And so, but that's what Adam Warlock has. He has the Soul Stone. And they split up all the the stones uh into the Infinity Watch. Drax had one, Gamora had one, Pip the Troll that you saw at the end of uh, Eternals, he had one uh and moonstone drax's daughter had had one Um, i don't know if that's six or who i'm missing but but they all had one of these infinity stones um actually i think thanos even had one you know he hid one with so nobody would have them all and they always had like after the infinity war they kind of that he helped end against thanos like he's this big cosmic perfect man um (laughs) and <laughs> so, but he missed a boat. Infinity, Infinity Stones are gone, you know? So, like, what do we even do with Adam Warlock? But we've already introduced him in Guardians 2, kind of, you know, let's just throw him in as kind of a side character. And mm-hmm. they made him kind of childish, which is weird that yeah. uh, maybe he's taking the reins of, okay, Drax was kind of the dumb character. And if we do have this new Guardians group, we need a dumb character. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be Adam Warlock, big, dumb, and strong. So, I see what well, what you're saying is we got we have no idea who he is but he he does not relate at all to the comics. So mm-hmm. there there's really no backstory you can pull from that's going to make this guy relatable so you're leaning to the movie to tell you and and they just said yeah
0: they made him and here he is. Yeah, they said Frank, he was made by the high evolutionary which all the sovereign apparently were which okay. That seems like something that's been done ad hoc <laughs> that they did not cook up during Guardians 2. Um, and they took him out of his cocoon early, but that explains the childishness. It doesn't explain his power set. Like, what the hell is he? Like, what can he do? Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's like he shoots lasers out of his hands, and he has Iron Man booster feet, but it's not an Iron Man suit. Like, he's just got these cosmic powers, and you don't have any idea for the scale of them, or or anything really. (laughs) So i I get that he's not the central piece of a guardians movie but he does have very they they bring him in at very critical moments he's the reason rocket gets hurt in the beginning um he's he helps uh in some ways like gamora do what she needs to do to get off the planet he uh saves peter quill in the end like he he is in very critical moments of this movie as like i don't want to say it's it's not a MacGuffin because that's what moves the plot along but it's like almost like a deus ex it like the the this thing that just happens that can solve the problems of the movie well how are we going to save quill well here's adam warlock how are we going to hurt rocket well here's adam warlock but then you don't know shit about him and it's just i don't need to know it but it's just it feels it feels like somebody just said well we're not going to worry about that so no adam warlock background for you we'll figure it out in like some other movie down the road it just feels like you couldn't give me like five minutes of a of, of adam warlock what's five more minutes yeah
1: so, a question for you: Would you have rather, as being him, new out of the cocoon, instead of being childlike and dumb, how they they treat him of acting like, you know, oh, this pet, whatever, you know, whatever mm-hmm. that thing was, uh, would you rather him be like that or be more, I guess, Terminator esque? That's learning along the way. That just does what he's told and then he's hunting Rocket and then he becomes more human versus the growing as a child and being dumb that way.
0: I think the childlike stuff worked, especially in the context of Guardians. You know, you've already got all these oddball characters, goofy backgrounds, goofy takes on the universe and the world. So, like, I think that actually does work. Um, I just wish I understood. (laughs) I wish I understood the power set and his origins just a bit
1: more. And you mentioned power set. So they've been slowly adjusting Drax to what he should be. I mean, he should be able to go kind of toe-to-toe with Thanos as far as strength-wise. Like, he was created in the the comics to be the destroyer of Thanos. Like, that's Mm -hmm. the entire reason he was made. That's why he's called Drax the Destroyer, was to destroy Thanos. Obviously, they didn't go that route. And they really lowered his power set of what he can do and how Mm -hmm. strong he is. But I feel like over the course of the last couple of movies, they've tried to turn his strength up a little bit, and I feel like in this one especially, they tried to show that he was stronger than he's been. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the first thing that you see is him going toe to toe with Adam Warlock, and you're like, I don't know how how strong Drax is, right? You know, to to really fight, you know, Fisticuffs with Adam Warlock, because yeah. he is he seemed to be holding his own for a little bit until he got you know right. just beat down. But they have him, you know, opening the doors and I think in the Christmas special, picking up a car, I think Something they did like that, that, you yeah. know, and so it was more of a, we're trying to get him to where he's supposed to be. Cause we haven't really shown that he's that strong, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, him fighting Adam Warlock like really told us nothing. Cause we don't right. really know where, where Drax
0: lands mm-hmm. and all that. Agreed. So yeah, that was one of my big complaints was just, I felt like to use a character like that in very pivotal moments and not know anything about that character is just, I don't know. Um a little unfulfilling. Let's just put it that way.
1: That's fair. That's fair. And they do leave it open to bring in that group uh, and tell more. Uh, when all you, you don't have any actors that have signed on to do any more movies beyond voice roles. So mm-hmm. just Rocket and Groot. And then uh,
0: just, it's a new,
1: new, new crew.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I got the impression leaving the theater that um, Drax and Gamora and Nebula are done and Mantis are done. I mean, they they can always bring him back in some small capacity, right? But, like, in terms of the Guardians, they're done. You got the new Guardians crew at the end. Will they make another round of Guardians movies of Volume 4 with that crew? I don't know. I mean, why not take at least a stab at it? But if they don't, they can just be fine with it. Um, And then they Mm -hmm. hedged on Peter Quill big time. I mean, you can have that crew run into to Captain Marvel. They don't need their own
1: movie, but you yeah. can have them, you know, run to Captain Marvel somewhere in in the space world, you know, whatever mm-hmm. she's doing, you know, stuff like that. But I don't think they'll have their own standalone because I don't think there's a
0: uh, an anchor uh, actor there that that pulls. You know, I I watches. would agree with that, but I also think people like the Guardians brand. They like the vibe of the movies. They like the music. They like the the kind of chaos of it all. So I I think you could take one stab at a Guardians 4 with that crew and see what you get. I mean, again, it can be, just like this movie, pretty self-contained. You don't have to fit it into the MCU. Just be like, hey, Guardians is one of our top properties. People clearly love to go see these movies. Like, let's take a stab at it. Maybe we can make um, Cosmo fun to, to watch and, and deal with, you know? Well, I think... I feel
1: sorry for that director, because not <laughs> only do you not right. get the benefit of, you know, the existing cast, you're trying to sell this new yep. new crew, and... <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't want that, that job. It. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a lose-lose situation to me. Unless you build them up <laughs> yeah. through other movies, I just don't see see that working out well. Yeah. The uh, How'd you feel about the Gamora-Peter relationship in this? Um,
0: I was very happy with how they did that. Um, I thought it would have been extremely corny to have her, like, re-fall in love with Quill by the end of the movie. I thought it would have been extremely corny to figure out some... Doctor Strange, Infinity Stone, whatever you want to call it, way of giving Getting her, her memories back. So right. I am very, very happy that um, they went the route that they did, and I and I thought that they gave they gave that relationship an opportunity to kind of like that little moment at the end where they're standing with their backs to each other, and like you know she said something like, I, "It seems like we would have been a lot of fun." He's like, "Yeah, we we were." I feel like that was a very well-written scene that has emotional impact that gives you the sense of Quill still misses her, still loves Gamora, and this new Gamora, even though she's never gonna be what Quill wanted, like she sees how they all were as a family. She sees, she feels like what she experienced in this movie is like changing her a little bit. But it it's like it moved the needle like a couple of percent for her. But it was just enough for her to be like, oh. You know, I think it was written on her face, like she she understands what that other Gamora, why that other Gamora would have loved this group so much. So, I think that was perfect. And then she goes on her own way, and it's like, fine that that's the end of that relationship. One uh, before I go back to Gamora, but one piece on
1: her at the very end, where she gets back to her crew of Ravengers, mm. and then they're all happy and hugging and whatnot. Like that didn't seem like the relationship that they had, you know, before right. she left. So that was that was a weird. Cut to and she's smiling yeah. and whatnot I was like that's not I mean she maybe changed a little bit inside, but that whole group dynamic was was weird to to show that piece, mm-hmm. but I did like that I did like how they did it I did like that they went back. I wish they would have made her more of uh the badass most dangerous woman in the galaxy gomorrah uh at first you know they still kind of left her a little a little playful and a little um but I guess we met her that way. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, how far back uh she got reverted to. Right. Um, but it was uh, she was being more badass and I wish they would have made her more badass and then kind of come. But, I
0: definitely feel like she was way angrier than the first Gamora that we met. Um I don't know if that was intentional or not, but well, I think yeah. I guess I wanted it a little
1: bit more. A little bit more angry, angry <laughs> okay. you know, killer of killer of people that, that yeah. she was. Yeah. You know, she hadn't left Thanos yet. hadn't even thought about leaving Thanos yet. Right. Um, but, but yeah, I think that this cold hearted killer again, that's, that's the comics talking, I guess, is that, that I wanted to, to see more, more of, but I did like the, the way they did it. I thought it's like, gosh, how are they going to do this? And I really didn't want them to pull memories from Quill's mind and show her or, no. or something cheesy like that. right? Um, uh, but no, I that was a, a, a very good conclusion to their mm-hmm. relationship of it's not necessarily that it never could be. Um, it's just not.
0: Right. Now. And that's and so, what I meant earlier when I said that the writing, minus the Adam Warlock piece, I thought was pretty good. Um, all the writing around the Guardians, I thought they nailed it. I thought they nailed how Peter ended, how Peter and Gamora ended, how Nebula and Drax ended. Like the line about Drax being destined to be a dad, like great end piece to his arc, you know, the, the, the comments that, uh, Mantis made, well, via Drax to Quill about, you're always hopping from one place to another. You need to learn how to swim on your own. Like, I I just felt like they did a good job. Rocket got promoted to captain after everything he had been through. I did think the line about, um, the other animal that tells him like the story has been yours all along. That felt like a weird bit of writing to me because that line didn't feel, right to the characters like what is the story has been yours yeah. all along like what what the hell does that mean to like rocket in the movie like well I've been running around with my friends what do you mean the story like to, it felt very like fourth wall breaking like that was James Gunn telling us that like this whole time it hasn't been Quill's movie it hasn't been Gamora's movies it's been Rocket's movies the whole time so I, I'm fine with it it doesn't bother me but I both times I saw that I was like oh that that feels like you're talking straight to us <laughs>
1: Yeah, it, it did feel weird, especially because Rock is not even really in this movie, you know. Yeah, and so right. and so for it to be his story, you know, it's it seems it
0: seems odd that that's how they're positioning that. Right. I just don't under like maybe I'm just being dumb. It's certainly possible, but like I don't understand what that means to the character. Okay so rocket's like what? potentially dying and she's like this has been your story all along like in what in terms of what like the four of us animals in terms of the high evolutionary in terms of the guardians of the galaxy like what do you mean <laughs> yeah it's my life it's my story like what <laughs> it's just weird yeah
1: the only thing i can think of that could maybe make sense to by telling rocket that is maybe he's felt like he's been a side
0: character yeah
1: just it, him personally like he's always felt you know, but that's the only thing I, I'm and, just and trying to... No, no, I, don't know. I appreciate you trying to find that,
0: but <laughs> but then that makes me go back because we flipped on Guardians 2 last night while we were laying in bed, and it's very clear when him and Quill are fighting over the spaceship, like, Rocket thinks he's pretty damn great at everything. Right. So, <laughs> right. like, I don't really think he's ever considered himself a side character in any of this. So you were um, waiting for him to say, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just felt, again... Um I like the scene. It's a really emotional scene. I understand the message that it's saying. I just felt like it was almost a line written straight to the audience and not a line written in the movie. And again, yeah, it's a nitpick, but it didn't bother me. It's just one of those where I'm like, really? Like, What is that? Yeah, but well, I get already- the
1: point. See, by that time you're already choked up about the whole scene. Anyway, you're not really listening right. to what their their words are, and so yeah, a, no, agree. He's, he's I, gloss over.
0: Yeah, everything, everything. <laughs> She's was saying what... something of basically go back, you know. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, okay, he's gonna go yeah. back, you know. Yeah, no, it, Peter's it, it, crying it's a... over there. Yeah, it was all good. <laughs> the, everything around Rocket, especially, was written really well. But like to my main point, um, I thought they did a great job of wrapping up every Guardian. Um, and, and okay, so let let's let's just go straight into the obvious, like. I talked about the ominous cloud, talked about there being stakes. Nobody died. Um I guess I'm fine with it. I usually like here's the thing. Um the Ant-Man versus uh, the, uh, not really even Ant-Man. Um the Scott versus Kang fight. I felt like that movie had built itself up to a point where something bad needed to happen right there. Um because the movie yes. felt like that. It had a tone, it had a feel. It had Okay, we're going up against a big bad. Um something something bad needs to happen here. About midway through this movie, I was not feeling that way. I was pretty convinced about midway through this movie like I don't think anybody's dying in this movie now. It just it wasn't giving me that sort of vibe. And so then when things started to happen in the second half of the movie, I was almost like, "Oh, this is going to be this is going to be hokey if this happens, right?" Like um when Rocket went back to get the squirrels. I thought, okay, well, here's a chance that Rocket could die, and in my mind, I'm thinking like, are his raccoons? The raccoons. Yeah, they sorry, raccoons. I, I, I had that stuck in my head because it's <laughs> they all call him something different. Did you catch that? Throughout, like he gets called yeah. a badger, a squirrel, all these different things. So he goes yeah. back to get the raccoons. I'm like, oh man, Rocket could die right here. It would make sense, but I, like it hasn't felt like that kind of movie. So I don't, I don't want it to happen. And then the same with Quill. You know, he goes back to get the zoom, He jumps out in the space. I'm like, oh, this is this is really kind of hand fisted. Like I really what are we doing here we're faking out another death because earlier drax had gotten shot twice and kind of made it seem like maybe he was dying you know really quickly and yeah so there's a little bit of fake outs happening through the movie but i felt like by the time i got halfway through the movie i'm like this is not a movie where somebody dies so let's just hope that they write these characters off in a way that makes sense and i and i love the way they did it standing around in a circle because that's how they started the first guardians right was like they all got in a big circle and like Mm -hmm. you know rocket yells at them and then this movie, they get in a big circle and they're all like, "All right, I'm I'm saying goodbye for all these reasons." So I I ended up being glad they didn't kill anybody, but it's because of how the movie set itself up. So I don't know how you felt about the lack of deaths or anything like that.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know who I would have killed. i um, just from I want the opportunity to see them again, even though I know that that they've said they're done. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it needed that. Yeah, I don't think it agreed. needed somebody to die. I don't think it needed the high evolutionary to die. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't think uh it it needed that piece and um, and I know there were a lot of fake outs and I didn't believe any of them uh, me well uh, the the one that I thought actually was uh when Drax got blasted mm-hmm. and I was like and cuz he's been very vocal about not wanting to come back mm-hmm. as Drax and I'm like oh are they they're killing him right here like that that surprised me right
0: uh, well and I will say I I kind of I wasn't sure about the quill one because when they bloated his face, I thought that was like a delineation between we've never done that before with you know, Quill's been floating in space before, but that was also right. when he had ego in him still, and right. so I was like, okay, well maybe that is. And then they brought him in and he talked. And I'm like, oh, okay, what? Well, I, I don't know. His face just got bloated then.
1: Yeah, I didn't think they were gonna kill him because that seemed that seemed cheesy there. Well, okay, uh, I, I knew I because
0: it was fairly
1: obvious that uh, Adam Warlock was gonna save him. I thought because I he, they just had that conversation with Rocket sure. you know and, and so I was like okay the, he's going to get his save and he's the only one that can fly you know right <laughs> so well and me, i that's up pretty i didn't
0: want it to happen i agree with you like when it was happening i was like oh this is not a good this is not a good death for peter quill like this is not good writing this is this is cheap i don't like it yeah. and then thankfully when he came back i'm like okay well that still, it, you brought him back kind of cheaply too. So you kind of, to me, you kind of got yourself in a bad situation right there. I, I personally just would have left that component out. Uh, I don't know how you, have Adam Warlock save Rocket a different way or something, but like I, I, I didn't like that so whole Peter Cole to, thing. To me, with the Adam Warlock piece,
1: I knew he was going to come in and save the day at some point and mm-hmm. become okay. So I thought he was going to come in to the high evolutionary fight at the mm-hmm. end of. He's just too powerful. He's beating up the guardians, and then now Adam's one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, he he's also mad at his creator for killing his mom and mm-hmm. whatever, and so that could have taken them into a different world. Like, okay, Adam's one of us, whatever. We all get out. Um, but again, the power set of High Evolutionary changed so much throughout the movie that uh, I couldn't tell how they were going to end it. Like, it mm-hmm. could he? Could one? Rocket scrape off his face, and he has no powers. Mm-hmm. You know when we first meet him, and then all of a sudden he has powers of gravity. You know that he uh, he can. Well, he had a throw a war line
0: about that, right?
1: They they did. They go, oh, so, while you were gone, I discovered.
0: and, and Yeah, oh, he basically what? said, like, I turned my intellect onto myself and learned how to control gravity. That's yeah, essentially but, the line.
1: But this guy's been around for you know hundreds of or thousands of years. If he's been doing, I mean in the comics he's, he's alive that long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here he's done this over and over again, you know, blowing up worlds and creating mm-hmm. civilizations. So how long does that take? I don't know if he can ramp them up by age. How long is the, the gold people been around? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I seem like their civilization has been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and he created them. Uh, so I'm assuming and he and in rockets lifespan, like he, 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 <laughs> right. he turns from scientists to, you know, this, this weapon that can control Adam Warlock. Uh, or debilitize him against mm-hmm. the wall, you know, so you think he's this uber-powerful guy, but then you show scenes that he's not, and mm-hmm. his people turn on him just with guns and like that. Yeah. They don't seem to be scared of him right. at all. It, so that's that, That's the part of the character that I, I didn't like. They didn't really define him, mm-hmm. again, Without besides that throwaway line of he just sometimes can control people with gravity and these people <laughs> think that they can take him. yeah. I don't know, but it, uh, but that's where I thought Adam Warlock was going
0: to come in. I thought he was going to kind of yeah. finish the job. I would have liked that better. I mean, I, I'm good with the Guardians killing, uh, killing the High Evolutionary on their own, but I would rather have had Adam Warlock help that out than help the Quill death scene out. Because I just, I, I, think that Quill death scene just needs to be deleted. be gone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, agreed. Agreed. Uh, Groot, how'd you feel about Groot in this movie?
1: Yeah, I like Groot. He's kind of the same same old Groot. No, yeah, but he's a new Groot. He's not the same Groot that died in Guardians 1. See, me and my family had that debate. He's not? He's not. He's, uh, why uh, not? He's basic, basically a, a son, if you will. Uh, I don't think so that's, that's very clear
0: in the movies. It's I, not. I, I, I was under the impression that they just took a, took a little fragment of Groot that died in Guardians 1 and replanted him, so he's got still all the same memories and all the same stuff. Uh, that has been... James Gund As this is a different Groot. Oh, I had zero idea. Well, I'll have to show so, that with my family because we all didn't
1: know that. Yeah, I don't know where where that was, but somewhere along the way, it's like, okay, why is Groot look jacked now and not like his yeah. normal Grootness? Yeah, and it's a it's basically Groot's son. Oh, that. Um, okay. And so that's why they're teaching him as a baby. You know what? Good and gun Why he has a different personality you know, oh, type of thing okay. and just why he looks looks different. But gotcha. Uh, the cool scene with Groot is a cool idea, but I felt like it wasn't done very well. Like when all the, he pulls all the guns out. Oh, uh, and started. shooting. Really? I thought that was fine. I feel like they just showed him and they didn't show really what he was doing. So they were spinning around him with the guns and yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. But I felt, and mind you, we just came off John wick. <laughs> so my mind is this could have been shot differently yeah. and, and cooler. Um, you didn't, you just show him spinning and shooting. And I, did, I just wanted that to be cooler. And also with him dancing at the end, I thought, you know, completely CGI character, you can have him do some cool dancing. It looked like a guy in a Groot costume <laughs> attempting to dance, you know. And yeah. I thought those th- th- those types of things with Groot were, were kind of disappointing to um, me.
0: No, I didn't have any problems with either of those scenes or Groot in general. I I thought Groot was Groot and added what he needed to and... See, I feel yeah. like that could have been a scene stealer, though, if they would have done that,
1: that better, you know, right. of him pulling out the the guns there.
0: I mean, yeah, but here's the thing, though: like, I don't, I don't expect much from Marvel choreography. Like, they've never really had a good choreographed no. fight scene. Although I would argue that um, the hallway scene with Beastie Boys um, is one of the best fight scenes choreography wise in in Marvel. Um, I thought that was shot really well. It seems like it's all one continuous shot. They're all taking out the whole hallway. You get slices of each one of them doing their fighting stuff. So, um, you said earlier about cool scenes that I would go back to. I mean, that would be the first one I would think of outside of any of the emotional scenes. Is like when I watched it the second time, I was like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to rewatch that hallway scene because I want to see, you know, find the different elements of that that I missed because there's so much going on. There is a lot going on there. And I did see Gamora take some heads with her sword which which Mm -hmm.
1: pleased to me yeah i don't think we've we've seen that before yeah Um, but yeah i get i guess that scene but that's like you know 15 seconds
0: yeah (laughs) it was a little bit it was a little bit longer than that but it's i mean i even has i I can't really even think of cool scenes in guardians one either right like a a go-to scene in guardians one for me like it doesn't really have that for me. Guardians, to me, have always been about the the little funny moments with each other on the ships and the jokes that they crack and the music that they play. It's not really about like the one badass scene right. that I want to go back and see. Well, even the
1: the opening scene with with Peter singing, you know, I feel like that's a I want to watch that again. It doesn't necessarily have to be fighting cool scene, but I don't I don't think anything memorable so much stands out other than the the emotional scenes.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I would consider the hallway fight scene was really good. Yeah, all, all of the stuff around around Rocket stuff I thought was, yeah, emotional and I wanted to see. So, um, yeah, a lot of it's just about, like, for me, the Guardians are wanting to just, like, hang with the Guardians. Like, that's what it feels like. You know, when people say, like, oh, I'd like to, like, meet this person and talk with them. Or I'd like to go meet this person and have a beer with them. Like, the Guardians is the movie version of, like, I want to sit down and have, like, a two-hour conversation over some beers with him. Not, like, actually, like, I can't imagine having beers with Michael Jordan is probably all that fun. He's probably going to be you know, <laughs> figuring out ways to, like, you know, want to crush you in a one-on-one game, right? So, like, meeting Michael Jordan for two minutes would be really cool. Having a beer for two hours? yeah, I, I don't know. Um, but, like, Guardians feels like the, like, let's sit down and have a two-hour you know, round of beers like that's what the Guardians feels like to me. So it's not that. So it's not the well, one okay. moment. It's the it's the overall experience. So who
1: personified is that? You what said you it's mean? not Michael Jordan.
0: Oh, uh, so I, I shouldn't have gone sports. Like to me, um, I've always said that like if there's any musician I could meet, it would be Jack White. But I I know how Jack White is and appears in interviews and all that kind of stuff, and I I think I could the luster would wear off in about 2 minutes i could find myself in a situation where one of my <laughs> idols is like oh this is you know okay we no dave grohl on the other hand i would want to have a 2 hour beer conversation with i feel like that would be a blast it'd be fun so if i take it out of the sports world and bring it into music that's always been my my analogy there is like yeah and i didn't mean you for just you stay in sports i was just looking for the for the who I don't know. Um, I mean, obviously, Kelsey would probably be a super huge blast to have a bunch of beers with. I feel like he would just, you know, be chill and whatever. Um, Is is Mahomes like that? I I don't know. Is Mahomes more like Jordan? I mean, uh, to me, like having a beer with like a Jordan or a Kobe (laughs) is just like, (laughs) oh man, I'd be so intimidated. Like, but they don't seem like the kind of people you can just sit down and just like chum it up with. Whereas The Guardians, like, that's the film equivalent, right? To me, it's that, you know, I just want to hang out. I go. I go to experience yeah. the Guardians.
1: Yeah, I feel like both Jordan and Kobe. I would feel like I'd be wasting their time because they'd be like, <laughs> "I could be working at something," you know. <laughs> right. you exactly. Know, they wouldn't be, like this is a giant. Like, what, what am I doing here? Like, I feel like that would come off very yeah, very apparent. Right. Yeah, you're right. So
0: I, I think you have a valid point in that. I don't think any Guardians movie, in particular, has like those. One single element, at least to me, where you're like, oh, I just, I, I can't wait until this one scene shows up and the rest is just end. Eh. Like, to me, it's like, oh, it's this joke here. It's this one off comment here. It's the way Drax didn't give Mantis the Zargna, even though he had one, right? It's like those little <laughs> moments that are sprinkled throughout where you're just like, oh, okay, that's, you know, that's funny. I
1: did like the Mantis Drax relationship, how yeah. they, they've developed that. Drax didn't really have that prior to her of mm. who to play off of, you know, that they seemed to all kind of be paired up and then he was odd man out. So I'm glad mm-hmm. that they, they gave him somebody to start working with on, on in the second one. And then I think it came, came full circle here.
0: Yeah. I so. actually thought um, it's very, very small, but the um, Kraglin and Cosmo, thing kind of paid off the whole bad dog thing like at first I was like yep. "Oh, no, this is just kind of dumb but the way it pays off in the end like oh hell that made it all worth it like that was that was kind of a cool moment so it's it's just those little nuggets that are always thrown into these guardians movies the little one-liners and stuff where she's like oh yeah this is this is good stuff it's odd that they made
1: cosmo female for some reason oh I like, I didn't know I think mean, cosmo was one of the the russian dogs that got sent into space by the yeah it I was the first really. Co- was male cosmonaut mm-hmm. um and, uh, and in the comics, he he's kind of on nowhere and kind of runs nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when the, the female voice came out, which I think it did in the second one. Did Cosmo talk in the second one? I don't remember. I don't remember. But I didn't remember it being yeah. female in the second one. And right. so like, it kind of took me – I was just like, oh. But it all it, – you know, it sounded, it sounded like Yelena uh, Florence. <laughs> yeah. It uh, had and so, so I, I was I was on board with it because I, I just pictured that it was – it was Florence's voice as, yeah. as Cosmo. I didn't. I didn't look up who, who it
0: was, but yeah, I, w- I was all all for it. So then, what did you think about Star Lord will return?
1: That uh, interested me. Yeah, I assumed. I assumed if anybody was done, it was Peter. You know, I knew Drax had voca- vocally said okay, that.
0: Okay, but you're talking about actors. Right. So you yes. mean Batista said he's done.
1: Batista said he's Zoe done. Zoe said, said she was. Chris done. never
0: said that. And He didn't he didn't say that, but I I don't know why I just felt like he was well, done. Well, I, I could see that, but then I also picture him kind of like Hemsworth where I'm like, "What do you really do outside of the MCU?" Like Pratt has some voice acting that he's done that's been very successful, but most of his Jurassic. movies are yeah, I mean, those are bad. Those are bad. Um so is
1: the the Prime stuff that he's put out.
0: Exactly. Uh, Passengers was not very good. Magnificent Seven was just kind of eh. So like, the two Chris's, um, Evans does a little bit better than the others, but Hemsworth and Pratt, I... Hang on, get, hang on to this paycheck? Well, Hemsworth <laughs> has been very clear that he wants to keep doing Thor. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Pratt was like, yo, I get Guardians needing to be done, but I kind of like being Star-Lord. And I kind of wonder if, you know, we all kind of got gypped of the two Chris's together. That was a big thing after, um, what, Infinity War? Everybody loved yeah. Pratt and Hemsworth together. And then they didn't want to do it in Thor Love and Thunder. And then James Gunn came out and said, I'm glad that Taika did what he did, because I was not going to put Thor in my movie. That was never my plan.
1: Right, it was a cop-out. Yeah, right. <laughs> he was so glad that, that happened. Maybe
0: yeah. now we can get that thing going again? Um, I don't know. I I agree with you, so I'll let you finish. I kind of cut you off, but like, I, I was not ready for that.
1: I wasn't ready for that either. That surprised me. I don't know where he fits. I don't. Know um, it could be in the Marvels. I don't know if he's already has a cameo somewhere in the Marvels because um, you're trying to think of what space piece he would he would fit in, and that's the only space thing that we've introduced so far, right? I mean,
0: Unless he's going to the new Avengers. Like, I really don't know, and and he doesn't have like a. Again, I keep saying this, but power set. He didn't really have a power set. He, he's a Han Solo now. He did have mm-hmm. an explanation for some of his abilities, and that's now gone. That's gone, um, yeah. Just I mean, that that would be guns. my hope. That would be my hope. Let's just pair up. Let's, let's get what we all wanted after Infinity War, and let's get Hemsworth and Pratt together in a movie. And Who, who really gives a shit, right? Like, Don't tie it in an <laughs> MCU. I don't really care. Just go off and let them have a side adventure, right? It's going to be funny. You saw how funny it was in Infinity War
1: i I do think that made it more funny was the rest of the Guardians praising Thor. Well, yes. Yeah, there was <laughs> oh, cool. people
0: to play off of as well. So yeah. I don't know where they'll go. But it wasn't like Star-Lord Star may come back. It was like Star-Lord will return. So is he going to be a the, solo movie? Or? Yeah, and that's,
1: that's weird too because they didn't say – I mean obviously they showed the new Guardians group. Mm-hmm. But they didn't say Rocket and Groot will return. Right. You know – I don't know if that was just implied by the first in credit scene, you know, and so that's how but, I took it, but then they say, you know, Peter's back on Earth, he's gonna encounter something, yeah, you know, I don't think it's gonna be blade, I mean that's truthfully, the right movie you could for even
0: him. you could even do a stupid movie where it's Star Lord being on Earth again, right? It doesn't even have to be a superhero movie, like the so character's now man, man out of timing, yeah him, you're, and, you're, the character's funny enough that people would probably go watch that, um, I think there's a lot of different ways you could go with it. I don't know what they're gonna do. I, I haven't even Googled it to see if there's any rumors about what the plans are for that. So
1: No, I, I haven't either. So that, that that surprised me that they mm-hmm. blatantly said he's he he will return. So they clearly have a plan somewhere.
0: Yeah, and, yeah uh, exactly. Because like you could have just left it open ended just like the other Guardians. Like, could there be a Guardians for? Sure. Could there not? Sure. And the way that yeah that Peter was ending. I mean, cause technically all of them can come back, right? Drax mm-hmm. could come back. Gamora could come back. Like none of them are dead. And even if they were dead, it wouldn't matter in Marvel's world. But yeah. like, yeah. So to your point, they have to have something in mind if they're explicitly saying he's going to come back.
1: Yeah. And none of the ones that have been announced make any sort of sense. Mm-mm. So uh, again, the only thing I think of is the Marvels. Cause that's the only thing that's in space. And, mm-hmm. but I don't,
0: imagine he'd be a big role in any of that well and that's the thing too i feel like if you're going to go out of your way to say star lord will return like uh that's not a cameo right there's something <laughs> meatier there whether that's a disney plus show whether it's you know uh, a, a buddy cop movie with thor whether it's a solo movie. i don't know but i feel like if you're going to put that title card up there it has to have something weight yeah. yeah yeah
1: so one, one last question for you
0: how do you feel about the music choices? Um they were fine by me. I I don't think anything quite hits like The First Guardians. Um I think this music hits better than The Second Guardians. Um you know, my wife had some questions about like why do they bounce genres so much? Right? They didn't they definitely didn't stay in a lane. They were going 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. Um which I was kind of okay with because I kind of feel like that's implied with the Zune that you now you have all this new like before Peter was working on a cassette tape. So there's only so right. many songs you could have on a cassette tape. But now you got a Zune, you got all different genres. So um, you know, I like I'm not a big Beastie Boys fan, but I like that needle drop in the fight scene. Um some hit, some missed. But I would say the hits were more consistent than uh, Guardians 2.
1: I feel like I liked it more than Guardians 2, but I feel like it was still a fifty fifty yeah uh, that like that scene and that's the song that you choose like mm-hmm. i felt like there was a couple that just that just didn't yeah. fit and i felt like those stood out more than the ones that did mm-hmm. um i did i think i still overall liked it and i'd like to to watch it again um but they weren't all
0: 90s no i thought i thought no, it was 70s in like the second no cuz they had um they had crazy on you by heart in there uh, which is an 80s song um beastie boys was 80s um, then they had Florence and the Machine, which was two thousands. They had Radiohead in the very beginning, which is nineties. So they were they were all over the place. Yeah, I know song. they they started us off with nineties.
1: So I thought that was just hey, the first movie was seventies, second movie was eighties, third movie mm-hmm. was nineties, and that's no. why Rocket that's why Rocket moved down to the two thousands at the end credit scene. But
0: nope, I guess they were I guess they, guess they were not. sprinkling them around. Okay. Yep. All right, is that gonna be it for Guardians three? I think that's it. All right, uh, I have no idea what's next. Flash, right? Uh, yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try my damnedest to not watch Fast X. Speaking of Fast X,
1: <laughs> we actually have tickets to give away. Yeah, we have a lot to give away, don't we? We have tickets to give away. So, uh, and we're not supposed to call it Fast X either. It's Fast Ten. <laughs> <laughs> we got Ripperman well, calling so... it Fast X. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, if Nance. you uh, if you do want uh tickets to uh to fast ten uh we have them it 's a special premiere uh before the week before it comes out or the week of uh that it comes out so we'll we 'll do some sort of contest online to to get those out there
0: yeah sounds good i i can 't in good conscience i can 't pay for that movie and i don 't even know that I could pay in time to go see that movie like maybe <laughs> if it comes out on streaming for free i 'll watch it but we have
1: tickets we have free tickets uh,
0: it's not worth my time I can't do it Um, and I will say I'm looking at my list Um, there is something before the Flash Uh, Spider-Verse has a June 2nd date okay when's Flash? June 16th according to my little notepad and then Indy 5 in uh, June 30th so June's got three big movies coming out and Fast 10 Mm, no 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 (laughs) well, when they strapped the car and sent it into space in Fast 9, I retired. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Carson, where can they find you on Twitter? At Carson Graff, G-R-A-F-F. You can find me at 2 Garrett G-A-R-R-E-T-T. You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at 2 Movies, Or you can email us at 2 at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show via Apple, Google, Spotify, basically anywhere you listen. We are there. Um, look for Carson's thoughts on Fast Ten on social media or Letterboxd or our site somewhere. <laughs> He'll make a comment somewhere. Uh, you won't see me on that one. Otherwise, the two Maybe. of us will be back for is it is it across the Spider Verse? Is that the name of uh, it? I don't even know. I just call it Spider Verse. Spider Verse. Yeah. Miles. Miles is back. <laughs> yes. All right. We'll catch you next time. What should we do next? Something good? Something bad? Bit of both? Bit of both!